Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Quiet Divorce. I'm Jackie, and thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This week is all about the newlyweds. So the wedding was now over, as well as the honeymoon, and it was time for married life, real life, and real talk, ladies. So let's get into it. Our first year of marriage was much like any other newlywed. We were both getting used to one another in our new roles, and we finally moved into our house after renovating it for over six months. And I will say this, renovating a house is just another gauge of how strong your relationship is or can be. Picking out every doorknob, cabinet, shower fixture, and paint sample was such a huge task in itself, but then having to agree and compromise to each person's taste and preference was just another test of your relationship. But luckily, We made it through with a bit of help and came out the other side, happy and so, so content with our new home. As we started our new life together, it was almost like I was able to forget the whole wedding fiasco. I was able to move on and at least try to be happy. I remember so clearly our first night in our new house. It was definitely a turning point for us. And a clean slate was laid out and I couldn't wait to have a fresh start. But of course, not thinking that one can forgive, but can you really forget? Issues always have a way of resurfacing, ladies, when you least expect it. Soon after we moved into our house, I was offered a new job at this premium event company called Signature Hospitality as their director of business development. That's right, ladies, going back to my roots, event planning. It was always my go-to fallback career and just something I was most confident in doing. I planned some pretty great events in Vegas and I was pretty happy at this new job. So work was going well, but you must be thinking, how are things at home? How was married life? Well, things soon became very routine. We both worked five days a week and had our weekends off. So it was family dinners with his parents and sisters once a week. Things were okay. Not great, but good enough. That's usually how we rate things in married life. As long as it was good enough, then it was acceptable. But I wanted more than just acceptable. I still wanted the spark. I was always the one that wanted to have date nights, just the two of us, and be able to enjoy our first few years of wedded bliss. But he was content with dinners with his family and his set routine. He was always a routine kind of guy and didn't like to go off course too much. So I just followed along. He did his thing and I did my thing. Life can get in the way of romance though, but that's the work part of marriage to keep that part of the relationship going. The fun part, the exciting part, the part that made you wanna be with this person for the rest of your life in the first place. And we were so new. From dating, to married, to now in our new home, everything was happening fast. I wanted to enjoy it. But before I knew it, here comes the baby talk. It started with him then his mom, then her friends, and so on and so on. You know, in Asian cultures, having kids was definitely the mark of a successful marriage. 
and having a son over a daughter was definitely most preferred. Mainly so the sons can carry the family name. I get it. I totally get it. But that's a lot of pressure on any woman or new mother. We have no control on that part. But there is just this silent hope and expectation that's always looming over you, but never fully said out loud. That's another thing about Asian culture. The unspoken things that you have to try to figure out, yet not listen to at the same time. You have to pick and choose. So I decided to get some unbiased advice from my family, and I decided to ask my sister if having kids already was too soon since we had just gotten married. And in some ways, I was hesitant just like any other couple would be. I mean, the finances, childcare, and simply are we ready to be parents? The list goes on and on. But my sister basically reality checked me and said, if having kids was in your plan and your end goal, then you should probably start trying because you never know how long it's going to take you to get pregnant. And I was 33 at the time. The fear of not being able to conceive and knowing it was our end goal, I decided to start the process and just see what happens. Because I actually did have a few friends that didn't that did have a hard time getting pregnant. So for the first few years, I thought, okay, well, I don't really have time to waste. We decided not to tell anyone, to simply start trying. And we started like right away. We agreed and it was set to happen that weekend, the first try that is. So two weeks go by and my monthly flow ladies was always, always on time. I never missed a period. Four days had passed since the due date of my flow and I noticed I am late. I was late. I couldn't be. Could I? No. Could I be? I decided I had to take a test. And long behold, it was positive. I took two other tests with the same result. So I got pregnant after one try. I couldn't believe it. OMG. I didn't even get to have fun with the trying part. It's like one time and done. I decided to get it tested with the doctor, my doctor, to make it official. And he confirmed it. I was pregnant. I was so overwhelmed again from the moment we met till now. Everything was just on a fast track and I was always okay with that. But with this, even with having a baby, it's just like we always have to be full speed ahead, even with this. So now I am pregnant, but he was so happy. His family was thrilled. It brought so much joy and seeing them so happy made me happy too. And by four months, I found out I was having a boy. Yes, the first male baby that will carry their family name. Phew, that was a load off, right? Believe me, what a relief. And I was lucky to have a very easy and smooth pregnancy. I've had so many friends that had such a difficult one. Morning sickness, major cravings, swollen legs, you name it. So I was prepared for the worst when I heard their pregnancy stories. 
but nine months of pregnant bliss all the way to birth. And that was the most traumatic thing, the birth part that I have ever experienced. It was so bad that it took me three years to get up the courage to have another one. I'm going to shorten the birth story for you, but I will say this. It took me 18 hours of labor and five and a half hours, that's right, five and a half hours of straight pushing and no baby. Finally, they had to vacuum suck him out and if that didn't work, then a C-section would have to be the next option. Luckily, luckily, he popped out after a few tries and I have never, and I mean never, felt so much relief. I fell asleep immediately for the next four to five hours. Best sleep ever. Little did I know that that would be the last peaceful sleep I would have for a long, long time. So now our baby boy was back home and we were all getting adjusted to parenting, family traditions, and more. There are a lot of traditions in Chinese culture and the main one, after having a baby that I wasn't jazzed about, was not being able to shower for 30 days. That's right, 30 days. I tried it under heavy advisement, but I did not make it. I crumbled after the 15th day. My mother-in-law insisted that I follow a specific regimen, but I was always somewhat resistant to her. Ever since the night before the wedding, Looking back, I guess the forgive, not forget part was rearing its ugly head. And now that I was a mom too, we continued to have friction every step of the way. I will never, never forget the first time she watched my son so that we could have a date night for the first time since having him. I was walking up to their car to place the baby carriage in the car and I was just giving her a few notes to be aware of, such as when he was due for another feeding, his favorite toy, his nighttime routine, and before I could even finish, she cuts me off and proceeded to say, oh, don't worry, he's in great hands. I know him better than you do. What did you just say to me? You didn't just say, that you know my son better than me. Who would say that to another person, to a new mom? I was livid, insulted, and just steps away from calling the entire thing off. That's the thing about her. She always had a way of offending people with a smile, as if her smile would make her insults any less offensive. It didn't. I was so, so, so upset. I proceeded to head back into the house to tell him what had just happened. It was extremely anticlimactic. I couldn't believe his response to what she said. And I don't even know why I'm surprised, but I was. He said, oh, that's just, that's just like her. That doesn't surprise me. That's it? No apology on her behalf? No, I'm sorry she said that to you? No, I'm sorry if you're upset? No, I'll talk to her? Nothing. 
he actually said, if you're still so upset, you should go talk to her yourself. Work it out with her. Wow. And we're back. My pregnancy may have been easy to compare to a lot of my friends and a lot of women that I knew, but everything that came after that was anything but easy. And looking back, my mother-in-law and I continued to have friction and his lack of concern, at least from where I stood, was one of the major reasons we are where we are. Tune in next week as we dive into motherhood, breastfeeding, and all of the issues we as women, as new moms, deal with every single day. All the things I had to deal with. Until next week, bye for now.